0: So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club!
0: Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the fab foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open. Spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com helpingfriendly Helping Friendly to learn more.
2: Osiris. All right. It's live. It's officially live. I see the red light that's uh, that's that's dinging. Oh, yeah, look at happy that. Happy January 1st. Happy 2022. Happy New Year to everyone out there who celebrates. To everyone who doesn't celebrate the New Year, happy Saturday. <laughs> It happened um, anyway. <laughs> it happened anyway. My name is Brian Brinkman. I'm an Os- I'm a uh, I'm an Osiris. I'm a producer here at Osiris Media and um, I'm very happy to be joined once again for going on I think the ninth or 10th time with my friends Megan and Jonathan. First time didn't, in 2022. I, didn't know there would be math. I I I'm sorry. You only brought jokes. I brought math. <laughs> um first oh, no. time what did in I bring? 2022. <laughs> You brought facts. You insight. Stories, there you facts. go. <laughs> there we go. Insight. The critical insight. Uh, <laughs> we are so, so, so excited to talk with you about, I don't know if it's the most unique fish show that's ever happened, but it's definitely up there with like only two other fish shows that have happened that were as unique as this. And that was December 31st, 2021, live from Rock Letiz in Littitz, Littitz, Pennsylvania. Pencil- not, not that
3: second thing you said.
2: <laughs> not the second thing I said. Littitz, <laughs> Rock Littitz from Littitz, Pennsylvania, a very fascinating venue that the band played in in the middle of the middle of Pennsylvania, and uh we're going to talk about all of this because it was quite different from what we anticipated, and it ended up becoming a really special and unique fish show but um the ninth cube is
3: is free of geography and absent of all location
2: and clearly absent of uh uh, of time because we entered 2022 in the ninth cube uh, by my calculations two or three minutes after midnight but you know Time
3: comments. is an illusion.
1: Definitely upset my daughters. They were like, "What is happening? It's already happened." <laughs> the
3: kids here were like, "No, no, here, happy New Year's! I don't care what you exactly. say." I was like, "You, I've raised them right."
2: You like, will wait until Trey yes. plays Odd lines Sign, and <laughs> then you will go into twenty twenty two. Declare um, whenever you wish. How are how are you guys doing here today? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year!
1: Um,
2: it's
3: it's. Did you say it's Saturday?
2: It is apparently Saturday. Yes,
3: it is the 40th Saturday in a row. No, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't keep track of days anymore. Um, the holidays <laughs> have really blurred it like doubly so. So, uh, doing okay. Um, I guess it's a new year. It Feels just like yesterday, except there's no fish show tonight.
2: This is true. Yeah. These are these are truths. These are facts as well. I thought Megan was just bringing the facts here today, but uh, Jonathan brings in as well. Megan, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I feel like this has been a roller coaster of a week or two. I feel like I've spent the whole month just really anticipating these shows, and then finding out that we couldn't go is just. I'm still not over it, but um, appreciative of last night and it was fun to kind of be together with the community and and on Twitter and chatting with you and some other friends. And so I'm thankful for that for sure. And I'm excited to talk about the show it was interesting.
3: Yeah. Weird, weird scene last night. Like I, there no security or cops anywhere. Um, yeah. I couldn't Not sell a I, beer to save my life. I'd be like, you want a beer and be like, how much? $5. I can't, I'll just go get my own or dad. I'm too young. Or, you know, it was just really <laughs> like, it was tough. It was tough. But, um,
2: well, I you know, flew in, and so I didn't bring anything with me, and I was trying to buy just a little bit of grass, you know, just to get me through the show. And everyone was like, "It's virtual grass," and I was like, "What the hell is that? What is what? going on here? It's, what it's is like happening ends in twenty twenty Right?
3: I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. What it's like. It
2: was just like kind of close your eyes. It was put on the meta glasses and just imagine that you are, you know, engaging in a toke session. And I was I, like, "I this thought is... we weren't."
3: <laughs> I thought we weren't calling out any sponsors here, that's just not. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that word anymore.
1: (laughs) I did still have my like pre-show jitters though. I felt like I was like excited and and anxious and looking forward to it before the show started and like trying to get my fellow uh, concert goers into it, but they were, you know, not so into it. My husband's not really a fan, but he was a really good sport. And my kids Mm. wanted to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine instead. So I felt like, you know. I was so really, uh, on my own. Board, on the yeah, lot remember. out there. Yeah. Kind of like wandering around looking for my crew, unable to find them.
3: Uh, we set up a puzzle. Uh, we, uh, you know, for just off to the side so you could sit puzzle and watch, we, uh, you know, kids were playing grateful dead monopoly. I was blasting Jerry band from the, uh, the new, like 30th anniversary, live Jerry Garcia band record release thing. And, um, that was, you know, that was a good pre-show. Had some beers. Pre-show
1: vibes. That's really good yeah. pre-show vibes. Yeah. yeah. And then, it's and nice. then,
3: then the girls were like, "Oh no, let's listen to Phoebe Bridgers." I was like, uh, "It's eight o'clock. We got one side, so we listened to one yeah. side <laughs> of the Phoebe Bridgers record, which was awesome, actually." And, uh, and then, then the fish played. So, so they weird. To they
1: start right on time. So weird, right? It yeah,
3: you bit, know, it was
2: a bit strange, but that that aspect of it, where like you knew. 30 my time comes around, and the show is starting.
3: Right. Not only oh. did they start on time, but the set breaks were very oh, timely sorry. as well. Which is like, I don't know who's running the show there, but uh,
1: <laughs> but they are mean, on point. It's, it's amazing how
3: <laughs> off they were for New Year's. I assume <laughs> they just wanted to complete everything's right. I'm getting ahead of ourselves, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, before they yeah. get old Lang on. But uh, you know, it's, it's kind of wild that er, other other than that, everything was just like click. Cl- cl-
1: no, it was weird. I was like, I really wanted to make myself a tequila soda. And I was like rushing because I was like, it's 826. I gotta get this we, done.
2: We <laughs> planned my son's Did it, though. time around set break, first set break. And then Trey goes, We'll be back in 10 minutes. And that was the first thing that ticked me off was I was it's like not 15. <laughs> it's not 15. Wait a minute. Why would you say 10 unless it's actually 10? So we like scramble and we're brushing teeth. Flossing and getting water ready and getting him in his PJs. Flossing
1: even ready. on New Year's Eve. Wow, you even. are <laughs> a rock star parent, Brian. Rock star.
3: Good lord, I you, was like, uh, you guys need a beer. I mean, uh, go get yourself. stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we met in Montana. We moved there to be dental floss tycoons. You know, uh, um, <laughs> we 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 come from the lineage. No, we uh, we're like everything's like kind of you know that chaotic seven to ten minutes before they're finally in bed and you read the story. It's like the weirdest period in time for young parenting. Like the entire house almost just explodes for like a ten minute period in time. (laughs) And then... We're we're like moving our way towards the bedroom and he turns around and he goes, I want both of you to put me down tonight. We're like, okay, fine. Like we got to be back before the show starts again. And we hear the like, and then immediately Sigma Oasis, there's no crowd, there's no walk on. And I was like, all right, we've got one option here. We're pulling up the show (laughs) on my phone in bed while we read about humpback whales done (laughs) There's supposed to be no phones (laughs) or screens in bed, but it's new year's Eve and fish has decided to cut set break short. I mean, I was thinking about though, like the set break factor, you know, you've got to imagine like the set breaks are kind of built in as this timed thing that the band does now, like in, in their normal shows that is like both purposeful. It allows fans to take a deep breath Go buy some beer, go buy some merchandise, go buy some food, replenish, you know, themselves as well as fill the cash registers of whatever venue that they're <laughs> playing in. None of that is happening here at this show. And so what are they going to do? They're just going to go backstage and kind of sit around and be like, you know, well, what you uh, think? let's what not you
3: discount think? the fact that playing a rock show is a physical totally activity these guys oh, are yeah. working hard like I, I i i don't know if you guys play instruments or anything but if you do and anybody out there who does please you know chime in in the comments you know trying to play upbeat music or even downbeat music for 90 minutes 90 or minutes, whatever yeah. that will wear you out yeah i mean With why no do you think there? trey had to he... change shirts you know it was not purely for fashion I
1: mean, they had to change those <laughs> outfits they had to change um, those outfits they looked so but good.
3: uh yeah, so they they gotta go back and rel- so I'm surprised really that they were like yeah, Bing Bing
2: but, yeah okay
3: cool take it
2: it was quick it was quick but it was uh, it was good overall. I the only thing I will add is I, I got a uh, I got an air fryer for Christmas and I made use of that in pre show and set break <laughs> snacks. I, I I made chicken wings. Nice. I don't think I ever need to go awesome. out to like a bar or a pub ever again because I made I made pub style chicken wings like we now had just them just like your own beer serving up now i just gotta make my own beer and i've got like gotta get multiple tvs in the living room all things that my wife wants <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. see this is the
1: problem people they're never gonna leave their homes again i hate this we can talk about everything this, comes a problem of mine i don't like this uh, i fine, want life you know, to be a little more
3: inconvenient i can see outside right now it doesn't look great <laughs>
2: No, I just shoveled for an hour and a half this morning, first time oh, this okay. winter. Uh, oh, you it, got a big snow? We got our first big snowfall of the winter, which um uh you know, sending lots of love to just neighborhoods like just north of me that got blasted by the uh oh, yeah. um the Marshall Fire. Um we we could not have gotten the snow at any well I think we could have had a better time to have had the snow. December a earlier 30th, It would have, have been nice mm-hmm. to have had the snow on that day. Um, Any time in the previous like four or five weeks, but this was the first big winter storm of the year. And uh, I went outside and I did my routine of getting the car started, getting all the snow off there, turning on a podcast, and just zoning out. It's it's basically mowing the lawn, but for winter.
3: Well, it's sixty degrees here, but we've had half of inch of, half an inch of rain already. It was like. Ooh buckets coming down a little while ago. And uh, so
2: a little different here in Virginia. A little different. How is it up in uh, in New York for you, Megan?
1: I'm actually in Massachusetts right now. I'm in the Berkshires. And we've been in a fog cloud. Yeah, we've been in this dense fog cloud for like two days. It's supposed to be snowing here, but it's not because of climate change. So it's like just this drizzly, you know, fog, but... But it's been it's been beautiful. We had some nice snows over the holiday, so it's good.
3: I did see somebody comment uh, or tweet last night um, how great. It just realized how great it would be to have to to be walking into MSG right now without a coat. Because
1: it's true, it's true. Those are the upsides.
3: Right. that's a change. That's a not having to worry about your coat. Somebody was like, "Damn it, we almost had the dream."
1: Yes, the um, floor
3: with
1: no Eve coats. <laughs> no oh, coats, and in New York. Oh God! Now it's another reason why I'm sad. Great.
3: Well, uh, we 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 got to get to this show, but I, we oh yeah, we want to yeah. talk about we got to talk about this this one picture you mentioned this pre-show, Brian. This guy, yes, who set up the uh, in his living room. He set up a rail,
1: <laughs> the rail rider,
3: with some draped his coats over it. Had a, there was a poster <laughs> tube and a tarp laid down right in front of the TV. <laughs> I I honestly don't know who it was. It was, but it's amazing. Maybe Brian, you can find it with your internet. I'm gonna gonna try
2: to find it here while we're talking.
3: Yeah, he had uh, like a
1: bag of lemons and like he was sitting down, like on his phone, like like (laughs) just like you do, like you do. Uh,
3: (laughs) Twenty minutes till showtime. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Where's everybody? I'm holding this spot, and it's not gonna last. People are getting
1: angry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like uh, it's just amazing. Uh, I, I I love this community for so many reasons. That's one of them. If you got it, you want to show it to us.
2: I'm gonna share my screen here. Can we see that?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you embiggen it? Come on, let's see this. Oh, embiggen yeah. uh, it. Embiggen uh, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- so this t-
2: is uh, out on four four one uh, at Sulkirk. And uh, he's hashtagged this new profile picture up to almost 700 <laughs> likes. And uh, one of one of my favorite people on Twitter drew drew hits the funnier. This is funnier each time I see it. And I agree Yeah, uh, he yeah. has the entire he's got setup up here.
1: He's got the trash bag with his coat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> stuff, hanging like out, a, definitely stuff hanging a over
2: the rail. Over the rail
3: there, too. Yep. The tube, like just even having the poster tube.
2: The poster tube, the so patch good. right down there. It's and he's so on great. his phone because, like, what else are you going to do at this point in time? You know, you're just going to yeah. hang out on your phone. So, yeah, this was. So um, good. One of my favorite moments like early on in the show and kind of or like early on before everything kind of got started and really set the vibe for the uh, the overall evening that we were making do we were truly making lemonade out of lemons, which I, one note I went out to lunch with my wife and son on the 30th and we sit down. We're ordering pizza, and they ask us what we want to drink. And I ask what they have. They have Coke products. Okay, what kind of Coke products? They start going through it, and they finally said lemonade. And I go, you know what? I don't really order lemonade. And it's the middle of December. Why would I order lemonade? But I'm gonna go in the spirit of fish right now. And it was perfect. It was a perfect drink to go along with a uh, really nice pepperoni pizza. But um, <laughs> one thing I'll note as well, just about the vibe. You know, when the sh- when we turned on the show, I turned the show on. 30 minutes beforehand. As one does, you expect...
3: As
1: you do. I was
3: looking at these screens before, while Phoebe Bridger (laughs) played on the record player. Yeah.
2: Well, and they they had pre-show music. And they Mm -hmm. had... Full breakdowns of all of the donors for the evening and all the volunteer uh, um organizations that you can you can volunteer, you can donate to. They had QR codes set up to specifically donate, um, as well as one to subscribe to Live Fish. And I I just immediately were two years into this dinner and a movie thing. And two years probably a year longer than any of us expected really to be in this, or maybe six yeah, months. That's
1: yeah. Depressing.
2: But you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, this is just such a great thing that the band now has. And for a band that really only plays on average 40 shows a year, there's a ton of time throughout a year going forward that they could not necessarily put on a live show like this, but you know continued to dip into the archives and they have mm-hmm. they added aesthetics to the show last night pre show as well as um during the set breaks that gave it this like small little feeling like it was a fish show and i really appreciated that and i want to thank the band for adding that because it was different than previous dinner and movies but it added something to the dinner and movie experience that made you feel like you said Megan the pre-show jitters you you turn it on immediately the set break music like i turned it at this volume that just you could hear it in the house but you could hear everyone's <laughs> voices over it i don't know it just it was it was such a vibe i loved it
3: nice i i just want to say i i i think the Charitable aspect of the whole thing is really cool. I love not only are they doing you know water wheel, but they're also throwing it up to Mockingbird Foundation, uh, yeah. Free, and mm-hmm. uh, a number of great organizations. But I, I like that they're including some of these fan-based organizations. Um, I, I, just, I just think it's cool. It just highlights not only fans that are trying to do good and important things, but also that they recognize that their fans are trying to do good and important things. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the immense effort that, that the team put on to produce this, I mean, this was a pretty quick pivot and I just think the, the incredible amount that they were able to do to make this look so professional and so intentional so quickly is just unbelievable. I mean, I've been watching the Beatles documentary and I know you've both watched it, but the team seems just like so amateur that was working with them. And it's just so <laughs> funny thinking about like how much they could have done if they had a more uh, adept, flexible, and, you know, incredible team. I mean, I know it's hard but to they compare. They went
3: into like, December yeah. planning this. Right. You know, <laughs> exactly. As right. Last this week. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, it's yeah. just unbelievable how fast they were able to pull this off and how professional it looked. And, you know, I mean, shout out to Chris Curoda again for setting up this unbelievable light set up in front of them that that looked like an audience and gave this kind of vibrancy to what they were looking at and also gave it amazing viewpoints when you, you know, went and looked at them from our perspective. And I just, I think it's just so thoughtful and and incredible. This team is just unbelievable what they can accomplish.
2: Well, that's a good it's a really good point and it's a good pivot into the show. And let's just talk really quickly about like the, the setup in the, in the venue, because I think a lot of us had questions. Is this literally just going to be like the guys in the round? Like, is this going to feel like a rehearsal? It looked and felt like a fish show in, in a way that the beacon jams looked and felt like a tab show, but almost more so. And I think that the addition of those led lights in the crowd section There was a moment during, I think it was the disease jam when the camera was panning behind the band and looking out and it was just like the lights kind of fluttering and Mm -hmm. I'm getting kind of chills thinking about it because my initial thought was that looks like the lights over the crowd. And for like a moment, the band is looking out and it doesn't look like they're playing to no one. It looks like they're playing to the crowd and it's just the lights kind of going across this dancing, um, you know, audience and, and that effect I think for the band probably impacted and made them feel more comfortable overall, but from a viewing standpoint, just added to the overall aesthetics and the enjoyment of it. It wasn't just guys playing in a room. It actually looked in moments like you were at a fish show.
3: Yeah, it really did. And, you know, they were, I was definitely among those wondering if they would set up in the round or some other alternate sort of stage setup, but they were in, rock Liliths. rock Liliths is a production rehearsal development sort of place this is where bands all sorts of groups go to prepare their productions before they hit the road and so it is designed to provide the things that you get when you perform in, a, in an arena so everything from the you know the seal of the rigging and the, some of the space so you can you know have your big thrust stages or your flying drum kits or all of the things that fish never does or almost never does um so yeah there was it was an open question did they have a big like a new like a new year's show with or maybe like halloween with no guest performers or dancers Mm -hmm. or anything but were they going to have you know things moving around and they they did away with all of that or they didn't have any of that scheduled they just played but i really like that the lights and and i i like the fact that you know when i first saw the things in the audience area I thought they were static. I didn't realize they mm-hmm. were illuminated. I thought they were just having, they were just light was shining on them. And then I realized yeah. that they had patterns going on them. So that's above and beyond. That He's was really a visionary.
1: Cool. I mean, he yeah. just is. He's just a visionary.
2: Yeah. And you got to wonder like at what point were these like ideas presented? Because yeah. at some point they probably had to decide, okay, we're going to do this like a fish show. But mm-hmm. at what point are like, okay, we're going to have the light rig be the same light rig from this previous tour because it will look and feel or like a fish show from this year.
3: Whatever rig they had planned for or whatever, rented yeah. for MSG, they were like, okay, well, let's keep it flying here at Rock Lilies yeah. where right. we were just testing it and go to town. Right. Yeah, they probably but just left it all there. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 That's a good point.
3: Instead of that's striking it over Christmas yeah. or whatever they would have done. Should we talk about music?
2: Let's jump yes. into the show.
3: I mean, there was
2: some. So, so the band opens promptly. This is one of the very, very few times that the band has been prompt. Um, most fish shows, anyone who has gone to fish shows knows that ticket time is always 30 minutes ahead of when the band comes on stage, just part of the vibe of the entire show. But here the band comes on stage immediately at eight thirty PM, maybe eight thirty one, eight thirty two. I don't know exactly, but like you saw in the first, second, and third set as those opened, especially the second set, that they were on stage and they were getting the like three, two, one cue. Now it's time to play. So that when the camera panned, they start playing the music. So we open not to the band walking on, not to like random crew members clapping. We open to very familiar funk grooves. I thought initially. And this was one of my speculations going into the show was that they were just kind of jamming and that they were going to kind of jam (laughs) into it and kind of feel in their space. Very quickly, it became clear that they're playing MoMA dance, but it was a really cool way to enter the show. It it felt it it kind of took away the jitters of like, hey, we're not playing for anyone, but they're just like grooving instead. What were your guys thoughts as they kind of started with MoMA?
3: I was down with it. First of all, I was like, ah, cool, MoMA. Oh, an edge piece, you know, it's doing puzzles. And uh um <laughs> and they and it was just like as casual as I was, they were kind of that casual. They were just like, We're gonna play MOMA and they played it kind of straight ahead, good yeah. version of MoMA. And uh and then, you know, it's like, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fish show. There's just nobody in the room. Cool. That's pretty much how I felt about it, Megan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, same. I was excited. I loved Moma Dance, one of my all time favorite songs, and I just felt like it's got to be hard to start that knowing that there's no one there. I feel like it's it takes a lot of humility to just play a a show for no one and be kind of, you know, entering the void. I was super curious as to whether they were going to be talking to the audience or not. Um, and so I know that Trey really loves that. So I was, I was not surprised when he got into the banter because um, I think he really enjoys reading comments and connecting like that as he's such a communicator but um but yeah I thought I thought they started out great I, I thought the beginning the few, first few songs were really fun and good energy I feel like it's really hard to bring that kind of energy when you're not getting anything back you know it's like you were saying Jonathan it's so exhausting to play music for a long time but especially when no one's there to receive it and give it back to you I imagine that's got to be really weird
3: I think that definitely impacted the energy at First, it felt—I don't want to say it felt tentative. It just felt like they, um, you know, okay, we play that song. Let's play another song, and they weren't bad or anything. I'm not knocking the performance, but it definitely, you know, when they stopped playing, there was, you know, and it was quiet. That had to be weird for them too. So weird, uh, yeah, it had to be. It was—I think especially I, the first. I, three I was surprised songs, that was... they took <laughs> comments at all, and I. But I noticed it they also too. took fewer of them.
1: Thank goodness, As they went on
3: and yeah, and then they um <laughs> and then and the songs just kind of folded into one another a little bit more than uh you know in the first set uh in the later yeah. sets it did, so I think that was good,
1: yeah. I feel yeah, like when, when Trey oh, sorry, Brian, when Trey did that during the beacon jams, you know, it was cool, but it definitely affects the flow of the show, and I feel like I was glad when they started just kind of playing more and being less stopping and chatting. It's not my favorite, but.
2: Yeah. I definitely felt like as the show is going on and we'll, we'll kind of get into this, but like, I I don't, I don't want this to come across as greedy, but, but it felt like there's all this, (laughs) there's all this production in place and there's such a vibe that they have to get into for a very specific show. Like the beacon jams, you're right by like weeks two and three it felt totally normal that Trey would play a couple songs and then talk to the audience and he seemed to find a rhythm and all right, we're going to take a break. And while I'm talking to the audience, we're breaking down this side of the stage and the strings are coming in. So it makes sense to kind of talk through this transition. It felt like this was the first show of this structure and maybe by nights two or three, if they had done multiple shows in this sort of fashion, they would have had a better feel for like, Okay, this is when we should talk to the audience. Let's play a couple yeah. songs and then take comments. They were kind of feeling that out early on. And I felt that like MoMA, Tube, and 46 Days were really good three songs to open because A, the pretty easy straight ahead funk rock songs that the band can f- you know find themselves in a groove. They're really great crowd pleasers. Like who's going to complain about those three songs opening your show? Probably someone, I guess, you know, but (laughs) in reality, they're, they're great songs to open a show with and they allow the band to kind of fall into a groove and feel each other out and kind of get away those pre show jitters all while figuring out how to do a fish show while talking to the audience, which they don't do.
3: Right. Um, I, yeah, it was a little weird, but at the same time, it felt a little bit, Unlike the Beacon Jams where Trey was like, oh, look at this. And he would just talk to the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here they talk to each other a lot. Yeah, more, yeah did I warm up that. doing that in the Beacon Jams. Uh, but here it was really like immediately. And <laughs> you see that page, you know, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little back and forth. And then, you know, Fish would start talking and he was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be talking. And, um, and <laughs> I like, got oh, Fish is talking. This is bringing me in trouble now. Um, I
1: know. I think a friend of mine texted during the show was like, I think Fishman should stop talking. (laughs) I was like,
2: (laughs) he's a risk. The Fishman (laughs) Betty White
3: comment. Oh my gosh. So, how shocking was that to watch that develop on his face?
1: I mean, he really didn't know. Well, it was, it
2: it, it made me realize like, it was, I texted someone immediately. This is great insight into like what a bubble they live in on a show day. Like, they're not on Twitter. They're not getting like phone notifications. Yeah. They're doing sound check. They're mentally getting themselves prepared to play a concert for, in this case, you know, there were 229,000 people that ultimately watched the show in and out, or 229,000 views, I guess, as you'd say. But at, at the peak, there were 72,000 people watching consecutively, probably more because, like, that's takes into account. One view in my house, but there were multiple people watching, you know what I'm saying? But like seeing him actually be surprised and then get sad in real time was such an insight into the bubble that they have to live in, probably on show days, that they didn't know what was going on in the world.
1: Or the bubble that John Fishman lives in all the time.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, Mike... (laughs) You know, you I, could. I he, he was the only one who did it. Well, Mike it, no. posts
2: on Instagram. Yeah. I'm sure that right. he did a couple of scrolls through, and uh. exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like John Fisher does not have like he's not on social media. I feel like he's definitely someone who doesn't uh, he's strikes me as not. Yeah, that's <laughs>
3: true. <But, laughs> um, we we we, we got to talk about time turns elastic. Yeah, we, we have to. Do. I have because, I have
1: a lot of thoughts.
3: Um First of all, it's 11 years. Second 10, of all, twenty four. Twenty uh, was the date.
2: 10-24-2010 Amherst. It was three hundred and eighty-nine shows That's between wild. the last performance and last night.
3: And so they had to relearn it, right? They haven't played it in all how long and uh and then but trade not only did he relearn it, but he learned it in standard tuning. Yeah. You may recall way back way back in the day. Days of Yore, he would have to change guitars because he was playing it in an open tuning. He composed it as such. And so he played it that way. Uh in all of the initial run, probably with the orchestra stuff, all of the everything else. And so they relearned it. Some slight modifications to the arrangement, I think.
2: A bit tighter, and, uh, it felt like.
3: I liked it. I thought it was fine. Maybe I do, it I finally it got the rest it needed, and and I did too. And and we, you know, we all came together and had a good time for a change. Um, that sounded worse than I meant it. Um I thought it was good. What no, but get? it was a
2: very controversial song when it came out. Oh yeah. I, I, and to, I had two thoughts about this when it came when it played last night. The first, notwithstanding, was oh my god. And and my yeah, everyone that was watching it texted me, oh my god. Um number one, title wise, thematically, what a perfect song for the last two years. Um and I uh, I don't I forget who it was that said this said it on Twitter when it was playing last night but they were like it took 11 years for Trey to actually be ahead of his time with this song. You know it actually feels like a relevant song now. Even Paige um, said
3: uh, afterwards that it was
2: Oh, ahead it was Page, thank you. That's what it was. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. But the other thought I had was like what a perfect setting for them to play this song where they don't have the pressure of and who knows if this got to them in any sort of way? But it was a very controversial song within the community when it was played. I remember being at fish shows where it would start, and you would just see a like, like a mass migration yeah. to the bathrooms <laughs> yeah. and to the beer lines, and and I always felt just awful about it. Little, little um, embarrassing. To see a little that, embarrassing, you know? especially since so many fans have been like clamoring for a compositional piece. This was really the first big compositional piece since Gaiuti. You could count pebbles and marbles, but like this is really it. Maybe spices discern, but like sense. this is the true sense. Yeah. This is the true one that's like thematic segment to segment and a peak that really like brings you back to the start of the song. Um, the last thing I'll say to all of this, because I loved the performance last night, this, to me, changed the dynamic of the show. It felt kind of herky-jerky between MoMA, Tube, and 46 Days. And then when they played this, you could see Trey at the end go... (sighs) And it felt like, okay, we got that off our shoulders. Let's get on with the show, and we feel better now.
3: Yeah, I think he was holding on to that. Meg, what do you... Let's hear from Yeah, you I
1: agree. I mean, I think he was definitely chose this time to bring the song back knowing that there wouldn't be yeah. an audience there. I mean, I think that was super <laughs> intentional and really smart on his on his point. I I don't love this song. I have like maybe I have like PTSD from 2009-2010, but this song just was always a set killer <laughs> back then and I just it just sucked the energy right out of the set and How
3: many times I, did you see it?
1: <laughs> Enough times I don't know offhand, had but I definitely I think my I have first five show back in 2005 that's a lot yeah I saw it in 2009 um, and I just remember it was my first show back in a long time and I was just like what is this it's just really meandering and it it doesn't have anything for me to kind of like grab onto I feel like and I just find myself constantly like drifting off and and having a hard time staying with it I thought last night was the best performance ever of time turns elastic for sure. Um, but I, I, the text I was getting was like, I never thought they would play this again. I can't believe they're playing this. You know, I think that, I think it was a risk and I think that, um, I think it was smart to play it with no audience for sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, my friend Pat was known for falling asleep during the song in 2009. (laughs) And so I wonder if, uh, he made it to midnight, if they played time turns elastic so early. Um, I will say that, you know, if in doubt you can always just hang on to that one thing that i know i've mentioned on the show before is that um a submarine by definition goes beneath the water not the ground
2: <laughs> so do <laughs> <laughs> so Marine we got that
1: and then
3: water But I I
1: agree, Brian, that when they came back after that, though, the show completely took off, I think, and sound just really, really great. I mean, this ghost, I mean, the free was great, but this ghost is just, is just awesome.
2: Well, yeah, they, they rip into the, the song that they seem to play. (laughs) <laughs> when they like they feel this sensation, which is free. You know, they open Dick's 2018 with it after the curveball cancellation. It was like, okay, we're free to play another concert again. There's so many moments where this song is played and it feels like this, like ah, and just, you know, this celebration. And I felt immediately when they jumped into the jam, it just felt looser. It felt like it could have gone off in a million different directions. But yeah, then they went into the ghost. And that to me, um was that was one of the overall highlights of the show for me. It just it got into a musical headspace that felt like anything was possible. They could go anywhere, and they were just completely communicating with each other with ease. And it was the first time in the night that it felt like improvisationally they were going in that direction.
3: Yeah, I thought free really it, it thumped it. Uh, they they really they, yeah. I think they kicked the doors open. And then uh, by the time they w- were in Ghost, yeah, it was it was oh this is this is the Fish Band, and you know they n- didn't wind up doing any forty minute jams or anything, but they were improvising, and it was it oh God, and then it just kind of slid nicely into into Slave, and
1: oh. yeah, I'll take I mean, that. For, first of all, we have to talk about Mike having like a drill he was playing.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, um,
1: he's on his base. Yeah. And he was just like, I mean, they yeah. were it was they were really beautiful. The end of that ghost into slave it was like spaceship landing, cool since stuff going on. And then this slave is perfectly played. I mean, I don't yeah. think there's like a single miss note. It's beautiful.
3: Been using that drill on and off like uh you know for a while. Uh, and it was cool though to so really cool to watch it. him walk mm-hmm. forward. I was like what is Mike in his absolutely, by the way, worth mentioning? Amazing jacket that he was wearing <laughs> during that one. Like he made everybody else look. Like, I saw a tweet. That said, I, saw, I saw a tweet somewhere that said he made everybody else look like a hobo. Um, <laughs> yeah. in that and uh, an
1: expensive hobo. Okay. Yeah,
3: and he he stomped on his little box to pop the drill up, and and I was like, man, in Ghost, he's going to the drill. Totally. Uh, and yeah, nice slave. Really nice. Slave.
1: Oh, Very nice slave. Really and- beautiful.
2: One thing I I noticed, so I saw two slaves over the fall tour, both first set slaves as well. And I just, I just looked this up and I think it's really interesting, weird fish data point. Um, So the last three slaves, including last night, have been played in the first set. The last time that happened was 224, 1988, 311, 1988, and 620, 1988, where the three slaves were played in the first set consecutively it's not a first set song. Usually it's, it's the song that you expect at the tail end of the second set after we've been through this journey. And then there's just like gorgeous a major chords come in. It's the Harry hood slot. It's the, it's slave and hood fill that same slot of like, let's reflect on what this show was. And I love them inserting that vibe into the first set because it makes you reflective in a weird, it's, it's what happened during the fall tour where everything felt distorted. You're not supposed to feel this six songs into the show, but we're mm-hmm. going to make you feel it right now. And it's going to actually impact the way that you feel for the rest of the show. And doing that here, it felt like a callback to, you know, a set list gimmick of the overall year. But it also, as you both have said elegantly, it fit perfectly where that ghost was some 15 minutes in and it felt really appropriate i thought they were going to end the set there and then i laughed and i was so happy when they ended it with cavern because best
1: set closer best set closer cavern Am- so amazing
2: set closer and also a song that really you know it doesn't have any call and response from the audience but it just feels like a song that you need a room full of people in And there was nobody there. And it just, it felt like the first song of the show that needs an audience, but didn't have one and somehow fit because it didn't have one.
3: It worked. It's a good rocker. Send us off to the bathroom lines. Oh, there were no lines. Uh, Not in my house. Um, Were there? I was kind of
1: sad about. I have to say, I have to say, bathroom lines. I miss. I miss the inconvenience of a fish show. I don't want to go to a fish show in my sweatpants. I want to get dressed up. I don't want to sit at home alone. I want to like see weird people. I want to have fun conversations. I want to have weird interactions. I want to like commune, enjoy together with other people, and like get that energy. And I know that like there's so much talk about like how nice it is to be at home uh, during tour. I'm, just I'm making lemonade over that. Here. I know we're <laughs> trying to make lemonade. I'm just here to say like I want <laughs> dirty, messy, smelly fish tour.
3: You're so. not alone. I'm sure. Uh, in fact, we have a comment here. The the most uh, from No Man's Jam. Uh, maybe Brian, you put it up. You know. He was I guess had friends yeah. over. And it was good to hug friends during slave. Was an MSG. But beautiful. Yeah. I get that. That's, That's it. so Absolutely. good.
1: So That's true. Glad,
3: I'm glad you had some some people with you. Um and so we run around for 10 minutes. Brian struggles to get a child to bed. <laughs> and um i did not shower during set break you didn't shower last night. no no i was you know getting all whooped out for the night and uh, <laughs> uh in fact i showered right before this so i'd be fresh for you guys clean shirt we can tell clean beard it's and all good. um yeah new uh, new
2: john new year
3: yeah man got my <laughs> uh passion house coffee to kick me into pants and uh yeah, we're ready to roll so you carry on
2: and we we open with um you know every year seems to have a song like 2015 was the blaze on year Mm -hmm. uh 2017 or 2018 was the mercury year this year felt like the sigma oasis year and um i'm gonna be i'm gonna come out with it i am not on the they shouldn't be telling us to take off their masks like it's a song lyric man you know, it's, metaphorical. Yeah. Um, it's not it's metaphorical. literal. I think the yeah. song has incredible meaning and I think it absolutely rocks as a song. And I always wonder to myself, like, if there's ever a way for fish to have a radio hit to me, it is mm-hmm. FM rock stations playing this song, you know, at, at like two o'clock. And 3 30 and 5.15 like just throughout the day, and not tell anyone who they're playing. It just will fit yeah. the vibe of like 70s FM rock. So yeah, I love this that, song. I saw FM radio great can't version. do
3: metaphorical either, though. So they, it's they, a good point.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this a is great, great opener. And-
1: yeah, great, it's a great set opener. to opener, perfect. It, this song too is so kind of with the pandemic to me. Like you know, when they yeah. released this album, it just this, I listened to this album so much during the pandemic. So to me, this is like hearing them play this live is like it's like a gift after the pandemic. I love it. I think it was super smart.
3: It's a good song, totally.
2: And then we go okay. into "Down with Disease."
3: Possibly my favorite jam of the night. Oh, the Sound with Disease. Everybody, including me, a little bit got like dejected when they started playing Miss You. I love Miss You. It wasn't about that song. It was about like the disease jam. I'm
1: cutting the jam.
3: It got there. It was, it was somewhere. It was nowhere all at the same time. Paige was doing cool shit with his synthesizers. Mm-hmm. And then Trace starts strumming those slow chords and, uh, but what a cool jam it's just you know they 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 pushed it out but at the same time i feel like you know you mentioned sigma oasis is you know very much in and of the pandemic times uh these three songs together like really kind of coupled as a a little triumvirate that and six oh, these times as well
2: yeah I
1: hadn't thought oh. about that you're so right Disease. yeah that jam is amazing it's like relentless like fishman is like i was like listening to it again this morning isolating okay. him it's just his drive it he's just driving it like I, I don't even know how he's doing what he's doing and then trey starts like repeating the rhythm that he's playing on the guitar and gets like super dark and creepy and yeah i agree i wanted it to keep going but i love miss you and i think it's you know, always good to have a ballad after a nice jam. But yeah, there was a couple moments in the show that I felt like they could have just kept jamming. But
2: sure, sure. Yeah, it brings up an important, like an interesting question. I was thinking about it as the report happened. You know, I I thought, in some senses, going into this, is the band going to approach this show as like a warts and all gig? where we're just going to play some music and because we're just in a room, Mm. they're going to kind of resort to almost a soundcheck vibe. Um, They went with a, let's put on a fish show and going with that model. And like that approach gives us what we're all used to, but also takes away this important element, which is the crowd and which is that kind of, if they play like if they get into that segment of down with disease and it's in Madison Square Garden, there's gonna be a moment where the crowd responds with like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that right, the feedback loop. The feedback then, loop. The feedback loop. And that tends to like add another four or five minutes to a jam because the band knows, okay, mm-hmm. you're all paying attention, you're locked in with us, let's keep going. Um, they don't get that here. And that is, you know, I I wonder in a sense, is at that moment Trey thinking, are we losing? interests out in the Mm -hmm. the interwebs should we just play another song right now like do we go into a deeper jam but then the other thing i was thinking was you know you think about the first shows of a respective tour this year uh arkansas sacramento and then this show you know um as as a result of it being so isolated there's always a sense of we've got to Kick the rest off. We've got to get back into the groove. And so the first fish show back tends to not feature a song that just goes. And last night, I felt like even in the greatest moments of jamming, there was that kind of hesitancy because the familiarity of playing a show and being in that rhythm wasn't there. All that said, I loved this disease and I'm right there with you guys. Miss you is one of my favorite ballads that the band has written in recent years and was absolutely beautiful at this moment.
1: So I think what you're saying, Brian, is that we are an important part of the jam and we keep the jam going. I love that.
3: Yeah, I think they know it too. I like that. That was
2: was something I I felt a lot last night. And and we'll get into that when we get to the third set because I have a very Mm. specific moment where I had that thought. But yes, I definitely felt as though the element of the musicians and the crowd. It was very clear that like they need, they recognize throughout the show, they need the crowd as mo- like possibly more so than they even knew before. Well, and um, then, you
3: know, then Trey makes mention of the crowd as he leans into his yeah. microphone that nobody can hear him on except the band. <laughs> 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 Just, they say, hey, you enjoy myself. Um, <laughs> and uh, knowing full well that it's because this is a tech rehearsal, everybody hears it and yeah. it's great. It was hilarious. Uh, let's play. You enjoy myself. There's no need for even for him to use that Like <laughs> They can just stand yeah. there and talk to each other. Because there's no noise, and yet you know. So they 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 and they play. You enjoy myself. And speaking of jams, oh, like what? The, First of all, it was good before the vocal jam. It was a good the, you enjoy
1: beautiful myself. version. Beautiful, really and nice. They
3: start a vocal jam and then play their instruments with it. This and is my favorite
1: moment of the show.
3: Yeah, I queued up that jam uh, a little while ago and uh, right before I got in the shower. Excuse me. And it was awesome. It was, it's just it's so, so good. good. And the way it just slides into Frankie says.
1: Yeah, I know. I've God never damn. seen that song live and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, That's why I, I, I feel like Ugh. you guys and
3: says, "Does this count for stats?" <laughs> I know. I feel
1: like we kind of should, but not really. Yeah, no. I I that that I've never really been into the YAM vocal jam. It's not really my favorite part of the song. And last night I was like, I like the vocal jam now, like, because Trey picked up his guitar and he started playing and then Fishman came in and then it was just off. It was so funky and groovy and that is my favorite kind of jam and I loved it and I was so glad they went back into it. It was – that was awesome. And yes, the landing was like – it was perfect.
2: One of the things I've loved about 2021 fish and and it kind of is represented in a number of other years. I absolutely love is the sense of anything like any part of any song, any part of the show can turn into a jam. You know, you hear it in 97, you hear it in 95, you hear it in 03, you hear it in 2021, you hear it in 94 where the band is playing and they should, if they want to keep a strict, like rock, schedule going, they should play the vocal jam and move on. But someone hears something and they play, uh, you know, the riff along with the vocal jam. And suddenly that turns into the jam. And there are so many examples throughout the 2021 performances this year of any song at any show where that happened. Um, and it just, it, it felt like similar to the ghost in the slave, a throwback to the year you know, we, we talked about this a couple weeks back. December 31st, at their best, always seemed like a look back and a look ahead at the same time. And this show felt like a look back of 2021 of what made this year special. Part of that was this idea that at any point in the show, it is possible for us to extend this out into a jam. And we were all texting about it and we were all just like thrilled at that moment.
3: Alternatively... They could cut Mercury really short and play Possum.
2: <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> like, I love your that theory. Happened. However, right You're after absolutely that, right. they did the opposite.
2: Yeah, and always keeping was, us guessing. This was the one segment of the <laughs> show because you heard. So, this was the one segment of the show where I felt as though the ideas of what songs we want to play got in the way of of the music. Um, Because they go into Frankie Says, which I'm guessing was unexpected, but they had just played it two and a half months prior. So they probably remember it. And so why not? And I don't know if you guys recall this, but like as they're fading out of the Frankie Says song proper, they immediately modulate the same way they did in San Francisco. And you hear a song that could very easily go off into a 10, 11, 12 minute long Mm -hmm. jam. And instead, Trey kind of fades it out and looks at Fishman, and they go into mercury one of my favorite fish songs ever um and then that at the very end of the song segment finds its way into possum yeah. which is possum fun great it was great
3: it was good Possum. kind of like it kind
2: of needs glow sticks and needs like people in the room but cool we're gonna it's play jamming,
3: it. it was rocking we were jumping around the house we were not jumping you... um <laughs> Well, we had a good time.
2: <laughs> and then we close with a life beyond the dream, which is uh, similar to miss you. A song that I think which is just eternally man. gorgeous, gorgeous. song,
1: Classic. Perfect.
2: Like encapsulation of where we are and where we could be going. Um, but yeah, this, this segment of the second set, I felt like was the, the one part of the show where I was like, okay, we're trying to play songs here rather than letting the music speak for us.
3: Maybe. You know, maybe that's what happened. Um, I think overall it worked fine. It was a good Mercury uh, until yeah. it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I saw some people who don't love Mercury say things like, best Mercury ever. So, you know, it's it's always uh, somebody's going to be happy, I guess, most <laughs> of the yeah. time. Uh, and then what did they give us, 15 minutes?
1: About 15 minutes. I think so. I had some cereal, which is an awesome thing to have during set break.
3: I open the champagne.
1: You're so classy. Yeah,
3: you know me.
2: Yeah. I pulled so. out some ice cream. <laughs> here you go. You know, I was like, it's 9 o'clock, 9.30 here. It's 11.30 on the East Coast. I'm going to have a little bit of dessert. And they come on and <laughs> they, uh, they play Blaze On, which great cool. little song. Mm-hmm. Love Blaze On. Um, Love it. Goes into like a cool little outro segment, which goes into what's the use which oh,
1: um, I love this song so much.
3: The most silent oh. of silence. Sorry, oh. uh, was it Magnaball? You lose. You're no longer the quietest. What's the use?
1: <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs> the only time we're ever going to get, aside from the Sicket version, oh. a What's right. the Use that when they go down to complete silence, there is nobody talking. Um,
1: oh my God. It was so beautiful. beautiful. I-, I haven't Before seen that jumping. song since 1999 and i want to see it i've so bad and it's i just i love that song so much it's so beautiful
3: well it's a shame this doesn't count for stats you just no i I would have had
1: oh it's it's an
2: interesting it's such a great song in the sense that like i remember when they came back in 09 i think that they played it in miami 09 in in the uh the bust out show, the twelve thirty oh nine show, I believe that that was when they played it, and then they played it scattered throughout 09 right. or throughout eleven twelve. It didn't really come back until fifteen, like really come back. And it's such an interesting song just that, like, like w- just like fish. Um <laughs> totally. more on that later. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> no, but the um, only thing I'll say is, like, I remember thinking when they came back with it. They're never going to get into that 99 space with this song. It's it's never going to sound atmospheric in the way that it did in 99 and 2000. And they've figured out a way over the last seven years to just integrate space and silence and weird little noises and atmospheric ideas that make this song. It, this has to be the golden period for what's the use, which, which I don't think anybody would have predicted post 99, which is such a period defined by spacious playing.
3: I don't think anybody ever figured what's the use. Was more than like a one or two off thing, like a,
2: mm-hmm.
3: a quadrifonic yeah. toppling or whatever. It For was sure. like they did it, but come on, they're not gonna. Why? That's they're not they're a not song. Play that. Yeah. It's, it's barely. It, it's barely a thing.
2: Um, well, and, and title wise, what a great song to play! Is yes. we've got about ten minutes left in 2021. What's yeah. the use? And then I they, know, they could have done into...
3: a twenty some minute blaze on and all things on, but they didn't.
2: They didn't. They go into Everything's Right, which was, um, I, I didn't measure the tempo, but it was, I think, the fastest Everything's Right God. ever. Yeah, at one point, he was Trey like, you Trey?
3: <laughs> it was great, man. It was grooving. They got the whole song <laughs> yeah. in there. Like, yeah, they had yeah. to be a couple of minutes late for Old Lang Syne, but they got like the, a full version of Everything's Right.
1: Do you think that's why they sped it up? Because Trey was like, are we going to have time for this? Yeah, I think it we'll have time. Be. I wonder if that's why. Then Trey was like, whoa, this is fast to sing. Because hey, yeah. he
2: was singing so high, you could hear him yeah. almost like choking up. But It's almost uh, like they
3: just sped the record up a little. Like,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> this yeah, <That> is great. <laughs> This was my favorite part of the show. The bookend, everything's right, Auld Lang Syne, everything's right. And, and the reason for it, it didn't hit me until they went back into it in early 2022 but it almost felt like you know these are four guys they're human beings they cannot see into the future they cannot you know they 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 can take musical ideas and 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 pass them out to the rest of us but like there is something elevated about the four dudes in fish they they're on a different level of consciousness at least from my perspective and it <laughs> felt to me like Trey was in 2022 singing from 2021, everything's all right. And it's going to be all right next year. And it was this like bookend on either side of the year of like, guys, don't worry. We got through a really difficult 2020 without any of this. We got to enjoy this in some ways, although with higher risk levels in 2021, it's going to get better in 2022. I promise you just got to get through it. Just hold tight. And it just felt like this great, like he was almost holding our hands, like pulling us into 2022 coming out of what's the use sure. playing. Everything's right. all Lang Syne, And then back into the jam, which this jam was my favorite part of the overall oh, show.
1: It's beautiful.
2: Uh, it was beautiful.
3: It was a great jam. That's mm-hmm. it was a, Right there for, you know, I said Down with Disease yeah. might be. This also might be my favorite jam from the night. It was, um, it was really cool. It's really yeah. cool. Good vibe. Well, this,
2: was, this was the moment where I, I texted you guys because I was just like, it's the beauty of this show when everything is like, when we get years beyond this, is that this show just reduced Fish to four guys in a room who like to play music together. And that yeah. jam just had that like it was kind of up, up tempo, but it was still really mellow, but like, it could have gone very easily into a bliss jam that peaked in like mm-hmm. a soaring fashion, but it kind of didn't need to. Cause like, you know, you got to imagine the band as thrilled as they were to play a show was a little bummed out that 20,000 people weren't around them celebrate, you know, there were, there was this subdued gratitude that I was just all about. And I felt it then. And I felt also like, this is the sign of like, we need the crowd here. But at yeah. the end of the day, this is all because these four dudes just like hanging out together and playing music.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I... go ahead, no. Mick.
1: no, go ahead, Jonathan.
3: I was just going to say that, you know, I don't, I don't know about, you know, 2021, 20, you know, all of these ideas. I, I can't discount them of course, but I, I, I really feel like this song is really just about the moment. It's about yeah, right now. We're playing this music. We're all together, even when we're not.
2: Yeah,
3: everything's right now. You don't know what's coming. You don't totally. know the, what's happened. Yeah. Happened. Right now, we have this 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 sound that we're making that they're making that we're enjoying, uh, and here we are. And and that's kind of how it felt to me. Um, is that you know forward looking back rear looking is it happens of course, but this, this is the moment this is happening right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it makes me emotional just to think about it because that song, I can't tell you how many times I listened to it during the pandemic. Thank you. I listened to it during the pandemic. So many times, like I'd be taking a walk or a run and be listening to that song and be crying and just feeling like, you know, it's going to be okay. Like, and, yeah, like the world is turning and like, it's crazy, but like, you know, we've got each other, we've got this moment we've got now. And I think that choosing that song to ring in the new year was super intentional. And, and I agree, really thoughtful and, and just about appreciating whatever it is we have right now. I agree. And it was, I thought it was beautiful that jam, you said it so well, both of you, but it was, it was just really um, heartwarming. I guess to use kind of a cheesy word, but it was really it made me feel so good. It was just really beautiful and a great moment, and really um just what I thought they should have done. I thought it was so smart to not do a gag and to just play yeah, play a show and just kind of yeah. play through and and just play all long sang and just, you know keep going. I thought that it would have been really contrived and um,
3: kind of weird,
1: weird, right? Yeah, and I didn't know if they were going to, but um, I think we're gonna have something super cool happen in April, but. Um, but I think that it was it was smart, well yeah. played, fish.
2: So we come out of that and we go into Twist, which was uh, dedicated to a couple celebrating their 30th anniversary, uh, which was great. It was it was kind of the return of oh yeah, we're back at a, uh, a fish show with with no audience. And <laughs> the band is the band is calling out people on the internet, and everyone's hanging out, so and weird. people are you know celebrating. Uh, this turned into a really cool dark. Scronky type of jam kind of reached, um, like Deer Creek, simple Chula Vista Piper type of spaces of just like very weird, kind of industrial type music before fading out into the return (laughs) of of baby lemonade.
1: Wow, talk (laughs) about intentional,
3: it was right. So, like, they they pull something from the comments about the vacuum, but. You know, clearly there's planning yeah. happening planned. here, yeah. right? Like, yeah. By the time Fishman gets, he's wandering around. If somebody is like, hmm, fish is exploring the space, you know, like uh, that was That's cool. Awesome. Wait, there's a mic stand there for him. Okay, <laughs> set up, uh, which is fine. <laughs> set something up, why not? Um, and yeah, what a cool bust out. So I, I want to talk about this. There's a there's a little uh, discrepancy, like fish.net and their news are saying it's 1300 shows but if you actually look at the song history it's over 1400 shows i have put in an official uh, request for explanation from fish.net Seth's working on it we're going to find out um, but either way it's a whole shit ton of shows and none of us has ever seen it before um, baby
0: lemon it's only been played it's once been
1: Twice, twice, I think. I mean, fish.net said once in '92. Has it been
2: uh, I'm pulling up right now? Oh, yeah, once, 92. Yes. 311 92.
3: Once. No, the, yeah. the twice the second time it's the one that is grayed out doesn't count for stats. So,
2: because was last night, <laughs> um, so it has been played. It was so long ago that the song, how long ago, so long ago, this song was played that it did not have HYHU bookending it. It had cold as ice. This Mm -hmm. is back in 92 when they were not playing, hold your head up. They were playing cold as ice. Um, I listened to the entire 92 tour a few years back and I don't remember this song. Now there's a lot of shows on that tour, but there's also a lot of repeats throughout that tour. And you Mm -hmm. would think that like those one-offs, but um, you know, it was a great tribute to making lemonade out of lemons. And there was a moment I, I texted a few people like, Fishman on the vacuum with no audience is kind of the breaking point between like, (laughs) you can explain a lot of fish to people and they'll kind of be like, oh, cool. Like I, I'll go to a show, but like explaining that the drummer who wears a dress is going to come out on stage and sing a parody Sid Barrett song and then play the vacuum cleaner is kind of like the line of like, you either have to want to get into this band or you're just. Sorry, I I I am I'm off at that point in time. And this is like that moment that was just for <laughs> everyone who has spent too many hours listening to and discussing this band because it's just one of those things you either get or you don't. You accept us, it in right? your rock show or you don't. This is for us. Well, it's he-
3: for us. here's where I, I, I will tell you that um my 18-year-old daughter and her friend were here uh watching with me a lot of the time. Oh, yes. Um and they were watching during this part, and they were, I think, a little baffled, but I heard at least one go, I'm not sure which of them, go, hey, cool. As they heard the vacuum noise and stuff, and uh, and they you know, they commented on all kinds of things throughout the show. And this morning, my daughter, who whose name is Piper, has never been a Big Fish fan, but um, said that she liked it
1: amazing liked it.
3: getting there almost getting got her.
1: there i mean i feel like if you just beat it down <laughs> into them i feel like my kids are eventually gonna Never, have to like it because they know so much about it and like you just know so much about it like if my that, husband knows if
3: that works so much, all my kids would right? be fans
1: exactly exactly so eventually yep. i feel like someday like one of my kids is gonna like fall in love with someone who likes fish and they're gonna like have like all
2: of this oh i've got all these tapes bring to the table knowledge.
1: right
3: yeah <laughs> let me tell you about this band that you think
2: you like <laughs>
3: exactly. I,
1: I, <laughs> my husband's like, that's not gonna happen, just so you know. But I'm yeah. convinced my, my, it is. <laughs>
2: my son is six years old. His his middle his middle name is Piper. And like sometime over break, he called me out in the living room and he had four of his stuffed animals set up with one just slightly back behind, you know, the the second and fourth Stop. one. And he goes, Look, it's Paige, Trey, John, and and Mike. And I was like, And
1: it's a Dude. tear just like rolled down your face, right? At one I solitary was, tear. You're so
2: proud. I, I want to give a quick shout out here to uh to Angel DePore. Um, shout out to Angel. Thank you for mm. for hanging with us and watching. It's not a dress, but a uniform. That is such a great right. way to put it. it is is Fishman's uniform. And when he's not wearing that, he can't play drums. Who knows? Although we did play really good drums throughout summer summer ninety seven. But um he then comes back up on stage and he goes to the Marimba Luminas and Trey is just so awesome. hanging out on the drums and they start jamming H Y H U. Yeah. Just
3: do like. it.
1: Do it. It's so, <laughs> so awesome.
3: That I felt love old that. Old fashioned. That yeah. felt kind of yeah. old school. Kind of like when they called out they started talking about pizza at one point and I was like, oh, Mrs. Pizza Mrs. Shit, pizza say shit. it. And then and Fish said it. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, he remembers. And then he was like, where was that from? I'm like, yeah, I he's like, where you. did that come from? <laughs> Tracks. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a pretty deep cut uh, in the banter there as well. Almost as deep as Baby Lemonade. Baby well,
0: Lemonade. and
2: this was like, in contrast to the tail end of set two, like this felt to me like the show mm. kind of, is going off the rails, but it's going off the rails in the best, best kind way. of way.
1: Yeah, in a yeah. that you
2: wanted a fish show where, like, it just feels like these are guys, you know, just playing again at a bar, hoping that, like, at Nectar's. Oh, there's two more people that came in to grab beers. Let's keep those people in the show. What do we need to do to put eyes on the stage and plant them here, and then they're going to go and tell friends. That's when they play
3: Iculus and they and Trey starts singing straight to the guy, right? Not that guy, (laughs) that guy, and um.
1: I mean, I think it just shows their commitment. Like, it's, it takes a lot to be so committed and play so full heartedly when no one's there for hours, you know? It's like for hours they were playing. And and I just, this point, though,
3: they're just, they're, they're really, they're really, like, I don't, I I don't want to discount anything from before, but at this point, they're really having fun and like showing it and just like they're relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost over, anyways. They're having a good time. They need a name for somebody's kid.
1: Oh my gosh, that was so We got a song for you.
3: (laughs) And um, (laughs) it's a shame they'd already played Slave to the Traffic Light, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then the first Harry Hood since what, 725, 96. uh, Got it. uh, Somebody wrote it last night. I didn't really pull that out of my head. Uh, Without the Hood chant. And yay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was
3: great it's good Harry. it was a, well, hood it was, it was a
1: beautiful harry head yeah it was good
2: it was one of those things it was kind of like you know the time turns elastic bust out it was about it was like baby lemonade which is a song that they probably were not going to be playing for the msg run there was no. that, that was not no going to happen that that is because of lemons and a lemonade um harry hood without the hood chant that is a official stat that Yamblog uh tweeted out last night that like you know it's not on fish.net quite yet but like we all know that's I'm the first time there. since July 96 and it's one of those things that in any normal fish show the hood chant is going to happen because there's 20,000 people and there's no way to control 20,000 people to not chant <laughs> unless you pass <laughs> out flyers and say just be quiet but someone's going to it's the only time that we're going to hear that well, song played in that sort of way.
3: I propose that going, you know, when next time they play hood, we not only do not chant, but we stand with our arms folded. <laughs> you heard it here Same first. Same with vultures.
2: People. Same with vultures. Do not woo at the end of vultures. Please. Hey, now,
3: Nate, look, you're gonna confuse the message by putting too much on the flyer.
2: <laughs>
3: One thing at a time. You're gonna have One vultures on the next show. Door. um <laughs>
2: And the hood was great, you know. When they go into my my favorite moment at any fish show that I go to, um, is you know the thank you, Mister Hood, and it goes into the bliss jam. And the no matter what light setup Karota has, it always turns purple and blue and green in the same sort of way. And you just kind of stand there, and you're just immersed. And the camera did great work, where they actually gave like a full head on shot for that, so that when the lights hit, it hit the exact way that you want it to, mm-hmm. and Almost immediately, Trey starts modulating the jam. And we're in that, like you said a couple minutes ago, we're in that comfortable space where the show's kind of going off the rails in this great way. And all that matters is just the guys continue to play music. And they figured out a way to give us kind of a modulated hood jam that then came back into a great hood peak. And that was it. That was the show. They...
3: Thank you, Springdon. There will be no encores. <laughs> Was, uh,
1: also the right move
3: yeah, oh, it was, yeah you, they walk off stage and they come back thing. out and yeah, everybody was just sitting in our living rooms and still quiet that would have been, yeah. Yeah. been super egomaniacal to just like yes they want us to play another song well let's just play a song why we got to walk off and yeah. back that's why Jerry didn't play encores with Jerry Band
2: <laughs> <laughs> show's over show's over and uh yeah we got the camera pans away we get uh, the credits at that point in time and we are waiting now for 4 months and 20 days for the next
1: this
2: show which um you know it's going it to be great 4
1: months and 19 days maybe isn't it is the 20th the first Again, show with the
2: math what is up with that people come on Perhaps it's four months and 90 dates. It is the 20th. It's the 20th, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of April, now 2022. It will be this year. There will be a fish yep. show this year. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. There's Mexico wait, before that. Mexico. Oh, right. I'm way right. ahead of myself. The next Mexico fish show count. is in Mexico. Doesn't count. We just
1: pretend it doesn't count if we is, can't go.
2: Is exactly. in two and a half months, um, <laughs> where the band will be returning to Mexico for the first time since. Just before the pandemic, those were the final mm-hmm. shows before the pandemic. Those were great shows. Um, I'm really excited for to hear this band play consecutive gigs um, mm-hmm. over four nights, and then just a couple weeks later, a couple months later, the weather will be a little bit nicer, a little bit warmer. People will be gathering in New York City. Hopefully, the New York Knickerbockers have fallen out (laughs) and have not made the playoffs, um, which uh, follow me on a different podcast to talk about the realities of the Knicks making the playoffs versus not. Um, But we've got eight fish shows to look forward to, presumably a summer tour to look forward to, assuming this Omicron spike is the spike that gets this whole thing out of our systems and by summer 2022 we're in a place of happiness and fish shows and you know drinking each other's beers again
3: uh, no, you cannot have any of my beer, but I will see you at an outdoor fish show, maybe. Um,
1: yes, we're going to manifest that. They're going <laughs> to you know, have a robust summer tour. If you tour. hadn't it's remembered
3: Mexico, I just can't imagine what the comments on Twitter would have been. I would, I personally would have been tearing you up.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> um, so we got all that to look forward to final thoughts about this show. Kind of as, as we've just broken it down, Megan, what are kind of your big takeaways of one of the most unique fish shows that have ever happened? What, what are kind of your final thoughts as we, as we leave here?
1: You know, just again, appreciative for this band, for what they do for us and the community and how amazing it is that we can always come together and find new jokes and new points of connection and feeling really grateful for that. And I'm really hoping that I never have to watch them play an empty show again in my life.
2: Amen. Yeah. Jonathan. That last
3: point in particular, that's a, its a good one. Although <laughs> I really loved it. I thought it was great. Um, it was great. you know, it, if it was the lemonade, you know, it was the best lemonade ever. Um, yeah, I I think that it was it was a lot of fun. I look, I will continue to revisit this show, um, and I think that they had a good time. And if nothing else, they know that it's possible. Um, I, I tweeted this last night. Um, the the Deadcast, the official Grateful Dead podcast, not the uh, Broke Down podcast. Um, they uh, did a show on Infrared Roses*, uh, which was yeah. the last Grateful Dead album, and. And you know, talk to there was some interview content in there for from Jerry, and one of the things that they were into they were talking about was virtual reality and how the bandit, you know, gotten some demonstrations on it. And Jerry was talking about how you know the future of Grateful Dead concerts probably would be in cyberspace or virtual reality. And they had no idea what the shape the internet would take in the future, but then here was a few days later after hearing this, watching a fish concert that existed entirely on the web, space radio, like
1: and, and really
3: not in any personal reality except for the band, the, the film crew, the crew, and Patrick Jordan and you know <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, this it, it, we're there. The future is here. We are it. And there it is. That's, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to quote throwing stones any further. Ryan, <laughs> your takeaways?
2: Yeah, you know, I think if there's anything good that's come out of the last two years, it's that we've gone through this kind of shock experience that has led a lot of people to adaptability. And I think, you know, the way the band, the band could have just disappeared like a lot of things over the last two years and just said, hey, we'll be back. There's a lot of bands that have not played a show since 2019, a lot of big mm-hmm. arena bands, a lot of big stadium touring bands. That have just a lot said of small it. groups too. A lot of small groups too. You're absolutely right. And Fish has figured out a way to stay ever present and to evolve with what's happening. Be it the dinner movie series that, for the first six months was just this essential Tuesday night experience of let's all gather together virtually and keep like uh, keep going to the next week. And the Sigma Oasis release, let's do a release together. And these songs are now going to, like you said, Megan, these are going to be a part of the next year of your life until we can be together again. Um, you know, even when the band recognized like, okay, the pandemic shifting, we can't do this on a weekly basis, but we're going to keep doing this each month and we're going to mm-hmm. celebrate Halloween. We're going to celebrate Hampton 97. We're going to celebrate new year's 95. And they kept kind of marching along. We're going to celebrate the Island tour. We're going to celebrate Townsend family park from 1991 of all shows. So great.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. so
2: great. Um, to them coming back and playing this just incredible, Two month stretch of music, and then you include Trey Band in there, where the band shows a physical and emotional adaptability in the face of this unprecedented delta wave in the in the face of so many risk factors that many of us will never be aware of those conversations behind the scenes mm-hmm. of how do they keep the show going on um you know the the politics of what came out of the vegas run and and should it have happened should it have not happened that probably helped to inform the decision that they you know decided to postpone the MSG run all of these things that they have kept themselves within our conversation and kept evolving with what's happening last night was just a perfect capstone of that. Um, I hope that, I hope that the jitters of, okay, we can do this are now out of them because they could now theoretically do this. Uh, I hope that we don't see a virtual fish show in the face or, you know, in the place of a fish show again.
1: Yeah. That's what I don't want.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Like I, I, if there's a fish, if it's a fish date, let's play a fish show type of thing. But it kind of showcased this new, it, it broke down this wall between the band and the audience in a very cool way. And, you know, with their, Mastering of technology with their mastering of social media and marketing, you could see an opportunity over the next decade for them to show perhaps glimpses of rehearsals of sound checks in this sort of fashion that could add a new dimension to how we interpret and understand this band. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe this was a one off thing, but it, it seemed like another step forward with them understanding the adaptability and the opportunity of what this whole experience has allowed.
3: Yay, fish! Uh, Also, um, I just want (laughs) to say I'm really pissed that they didn't play uh, thread or leaves. No, I'm not pissed, but it would have been nice. Can't wait. Well, that's our
2: last segment. What are you angry at the band for? Not no, Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) they didn't invite me. I I would have social distance. I got a supply of K95s. I got to totally like, you know, MC the thing next time. They should hire us to do that.
1: They Um, misplaced that for sure. They did. They did. No,
3: in all, in all (laughs) reality, thank you.
2: Thank you, fish. Thank you, everyone who was associated. You did not have to do this. And the fact that you did, um, definitely added to an enjoyment of the countdown of what I thought was a slightly better year than 2020, but still a year with challenges. And, uh, we, we don't really know what's coming down the corner. Uh, we don't know what, what's, what's, what's happening here as we move into 2022. It's all unknowns right now, baby but we do know this fish when they get together and they play music, it's a very special thing. And uh, we all respond to it. So thank you to the band, to the crew, um, to the people at rock let's uh, everyone associated with this event. Thank you so much. What a great way to say goodbye to 2021 and say hello to the unknown of 2022.
3: Fish is a really cool band you guys.
1: Yeah. I really like them. them
2: Thanks everyone for listening. We uh, we hope to be back here in 2022 to continue deep diving and breaking down the world of fish in a multitude of ways. Uh, We'll have more information about all this here in the coming days and weeks. But we would love to be back to talk about this crazy band that um, clearly we can just spend hours and hours and hours (laughs) analyzing and picking over and gushing about. But uh, with that. We are going to sign off here. My name is Brian Brinkman, and uh, it's been a pleasure to host HF Pod here over the last couple of months. And um, happy twenty twenty two, everyone! Thanks, everyone. Thanks, y'all.